Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is a podcast dedicated to the things that happen on the air on the DA show, which has its own podcast feed. You can search that as the da show also you can find the pgp the permission granted podcast on its own feed as well although they are both combined and both available inside the odyssey app as well and a reminder if you ever wanted to watch the show but couldn't figure out twitch fear not we're on youtube now so simply go to youtube search cbs sports radio and we are live on youtube every single day and full Shows are also archived there, including the Bob's Bar show, which is, of course, where we begin because we are now 96 hours or so removed from the Bob's Bar show and still a lot of fallout. Let's just do a little overview here. After all was said and done and you guys were picking up the pieces on Saturday morning, 1 to 10, Bob excites Bob's excitement level. Oh, I think a nine. I think it was a mythical ten, like a mythical five oinker. He was ecstatic. I know he was ecstatic because he was basically uh, anybody that came by Friday night that wasn't at the show but came for the night wave of the Ranger game, he kept showing off the boot that Badlands gifted him. He kept telling, you know, this happened and that happened. You know, kind of like a you know a kid at their first birthday that they remember. You know, at the ball pit or whatever. He he was extremely jacked up and excited, and just I think loved the fact that you know there was real attention on this bar that he built. Nancy was nervous. She was worried about chaos there, but I thought it was mostly under control, at least from my time between six a.m. five thirty a.m. until two p.m. How was Nancy the next day? I will tell you. And I feel comfortable admitting this on the air. Nancy was more heroic than I realized. Nancy powered through that show with a kidney infection. Whoa. She apparently had woken up at 3 in the morning in severe pain and everything. And after the dust had settled and some people had left, I thought she went and laid down. 
She was in the hospital what? and didn't alert a couple of us, including me and my sisters, because she didn't want the good time to stop and didn't want everybody feeling like they had to leave or anything. Whoa. She spent a couple hours in the hospital following the show and was laid up all weekend with a kidney infection. Now, yeah, again, I have no problem sharing this, but that's how much she cared about our show going off without a hitch, that she didn't go during the show. She survived through the pain, headed out without alerting anybody. Got everything taken care of, whatever medication, whatever they had to put her through, uh, and and rallied through to make sure that everybody had a good time knowing listeners had come in, didn't want anything being bagged out or canceled. She had everybody at her house during a kidney infection. Wow. How's she doing now? She I, is doing much better. I talked to her yesterday. I haven't actually seen her since the Bob's Bar show on Friday. She said she's feeling better. She's very tired and, what, I mean, I'm sure very painful, but doing much better. And I kept telling her, Ma, you didn't have to do this we could i could have brought everybody to my house we could have done something on a fly and she said no 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 no. everything was planned you had people coming in from out of town i didn't want to make this about me or a big deal so please it's not a big deal and that was it what a warrior performance it was in hindsight it's like one of those nhl moments right where you're like wow they played with like a broken fibula or whatever jack young blood on a broken leg in the super bowl It's, it's pretty crazy so i think she felt Maybe she could have come across as a little quieter than usual, a little to the back, which I guess she was. She didn't make her presence really felt like near the set or whatever, but that was what was going on with Nancy. She she cared that much about our show going off without a hitch at her own house that it wasn't even a phase. Bob and Nancy, total MVPs. They were both phenomenal, but that, that puts it in a different orbit from Friday. Well, I'm glad that both of them thought that it went well, and I really appreciate Nancy fighting it, fighting through that for us. I thought that it was actually more under control. Yeah, no doubt. Last year was really fun, but less organized. We talked about how without Pete on site, Mm -hmm. it was us kind of flying by the seat of our pants. It also felt a little bit more out of control, maybe because the Bayou Bear was drinking so early. Foxy came by with the bagpipes. It was so hot. I had fallen asleep. (laughs) Came back over for the dumping of the chowder. I don't know. Last year got sideways quicker earlier. And, and we didn't do the event on the air, the bet payoff. That was later on for, for digital only. And I know we discussed some of this on the PGP 401 that followed Bob's Bar, but the Bayou Bear mentioned something similar on Friday, having not listened to the PGP yet. He goes, you know, this show was way better than last year, but people are never going to forget the first one if you were there. He said that one was just wilder. He said you had more wild stuff happen, but that one was wilder because of just the unpredictable nature of it. So I think people did notice. That's one of those, you know, kind of like you're a founding father if you were at the first, first one of, yeah, this was really weird. And we were able to kind of take that weirdness, mush up into a ball, organize it, and spit out what we spit out on Friday. I think every Bob's Bar, assuming that we keep doing this, will have its own flavor. And I think it could get back to chaos and it could get back to wild this year. It didn't lend itself to that so much because of the weather. It was so overcast, and we were kind of waiting for whether the rain was going to come. Last year, it was so bright and sunny and hot early that I think if you get that weather, it lends itself to just, like, everything, just let it go, and let's just all party here all day. Yeah, and I I think there's two other probably smaller parts of that than not just the weather. Number one, last year we did going into the Memorial Day weekend, which I think— a lot more randos from around around town were off and showed up at 6 a.m. where we had, you know, a later arriving crowd, which was fine. Yep. I mean, which is to be expected. But number two, 
we changed the location within the bar. We actually sat at the bar on one half of it and kind of like just sitting in the pit with fans, people could just crash the set. We had a barrier by the bar by sitting in on the inner bar at a table and a very tight squeeze where all of those watching, you couldn't just kind of bombard us and roll on up like you could year one. I know personally for me it was more subdued because I was still fighting the allergy thing. And so you got to remember the timeline here. I wake up Wednesday morning and try to drive into work, and I've got no voice. I cannot go on the air. I've got to turn around. Wednesday, I was shot. By Thursday, it was, do you want to take another day off just to make sure you're right for Friday? Because, again, my voice wasn't great, and I was like, I can't take the day before the Bob's Bar show off. I've got to be on the air. We've got to build the momentum. And so I was kind of fighting it on Thursday. Friday, I woke up, and I was okay but by the time curtain fell on the show, I was like, voice is pretty much gone. You again. had given everything you could. And I couldn't drink then. And, and it was noticeable. I will say it was noticeable if uh, we did a behind the scenes documentary as, you know, equipment's getting figured out. Pete's taking forever to get over so we can get the food. You just tell, like, with you, there was definitely this focus of, of, of a slight worry about, man, my voice better be okay. It was definitely, you know, a mental thing. And I could I could tell everybody now, DA, no beer at dinner the night before. Needed to keep the voice, as you're going to allude to, uh, fresh as possible. And I think when the next day happened, I've now rewatched the Bob's Bar show in its entirety two other times. And I could tell there's, an, there's elements segment to segment where you, in a very veteran and savvy way, pull back and not go overboard with the voice Perfect example, the play-by-play of the T-shirt. You know, you're, the Shep versus Schwartz. You kind of let the show do the talking, and you've pulled back. And maybe it was a lack of trust in the voice, lack of, hey, I just got to pass the ball here. I got to figure out what I'm doing. It was both of those things. I knew I just had to get to 10 a.m. And however we got to 10 a.m. was was the ultimate finish line. And then at 10 a.m. happened, and I'm like, I can't drink a beer because my throat is completely dry now, and it's just going to kill my voice even more. And I've got to rehab here like immediately and so last year it was like all right 10 a.m let's crack our first beer and let's right. have a few drinks and i stayed until 8 p.m that night right but this one i was like i can't i gotta check out <laughs> me and bogus each had a high noon during the pgp you're watching just great <laughs> exactly i wanted to partake so badly so personally is more subdued so i think every year will be a little different but i definitely believe that we now have a blueprint. We now have how you do this. And we know the equipment. We know the execution. We know the staging. We know the timing. We know how many quote-unquote live events that we need. I mean, this year, I think it came off as effortless. But this year, there's a lot of effort. You organized a lot this year. Thank you. Live music was huge. I mean, Jay House was a really big addition. You yeah. didn't have that last year. I think that's crucial. You had specifically Ice Cream Guy come right after the show at 11 a.m. Right. Big. We had an on-site celebrity in Colin from Below Deck. Right. That's an on-site celebrity. If you came to the show, you got to meet that guy. Badlands eating and drinking as a competitor. That's an event. A month before everybody gets hyped up to see him on TV. You had to organize that as well. The Connor Green pizza thing. We had to organize that as well. Pete had to make sure Connor was off that morning. Get him over there. 
Again, engineers had to give us all the right equipment. We had to test the equipment the night before. I had to make not one but two electronic store runs to get extra wires that engineering didn't have. There was so many moving parts. It came off as effortless if you were watching, but it was anything but. And you were like on your phone texting for probably 10 straight days. Yeah. Every waking second, every moment you weren't on the air. And honestly, and this is kind of the sucky part of producing, you, in the end, see an end game of 10% of what I tried to make happen, which for different people's schedules or whatever, they, you know, what I tried to make happen, you, like 90% of that never came to fruition, but, you know, you had to try for things. Got to. There was the Eagles mascot outfit that you had to have delivered to your house. We right. had to make sure somebody was in there as the mascot. We which is the only to- thing left standing that hasn't been returned yet. Got to get the T-shirts so that somebody can throw them. The Eagle can throw them. You know, we had to make sure there was enough drink and food, head count, the, the reservate or the event, you know, invitation. There was just a lot. And we did it all willingly because it made for a great event and we wanted to do it. But by the time that it was done, it was like, wow, that was really impressive. Everything got pulled off. That was without a promotions department, without an engineering staff without a marketing department, without stage people. It was like, we all did it, and it came off great. So I think that was the blueprint. We know what we have to do now, and it's a lot of work, but, boy, it's worth it. It totally is worth it, and it's going to be interesting to see how it expands, you know, like a like a roster in September. See what gets added to it and see what goes on. You're right. It was totally worth it. And it was a big, you know, a lot of nerves and your voice and everything that added into that, but 10 o'clock was such a big exhale knowing things had just, Wow, that was good, and how much everybody enjoyed it. And, you know, asking Cap, who was camera difficulties, changing the camera, monitoring how our YouTube and Twitch chats were going and seeing what people were liking and what maybe they didn't like, and yeah, controlled chaos at its best. It was, and it was it was really memorable. I think, I think at some point, like, if we keep doing this, it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger. People will definitely come from... <laughs> wider scopes which is also the danger in keeping this true but god it's so great and you know bogus and i were kind of talking about this on the pgp last week thank god there's a bob's bar i wish i i lived closer i mean i'm basically two hours with no traffic from bob's bar not an easy uber home you got to give it two and a half just in case and on a bad day, a Friday or a Saturday in the summer, it's going to be three plus. Eesh. Yeah, people don't realize that in New York, if you live an hour west, or I live an hour west, you live an hour east, we come into the city together. You know, you could work with people that are two hours, two and a half hours away from where you live. Because sometimes all, three, yeah, because we come from such a wide area around here in New York. So it's just too bad I live so far away because I could find myself at Bob's Bar really often throughout the summer because it's just a great place. It's crazy things happen there, fun people. And, like, where did you guys drum up the money for eight pizzas and four cases of tacos? I don't know. I know my Venmo was moving. Uh, There was a lot of that going on. Taco Bell was purely the staff, a.k.a. my sisters, who, by the way, all on their own, my sisters, my father, all coordinated wearing their Bob's Bar shirts for the event Which awesome. to make sure if anybody was there from out of town, they could find somebody <laughs> who could give them an answer. <laughs> that was their thought. Oh, you're wearing a Bob's Bar shirt? Show me to a bathroom. Where is the food? Where is this? So they organized that. But uh, at some point, we were watching Cubs Cardinals, and 
you know, whoever it was, DoorDash, Uber Eats, came walking through with all these tacos. My sister had organized that. And then pizza just became a collective effort. All right, who wants to eat? It's been a long, expensive day. Here's what we're doing. Everybody send this money and we'll do this. Because I left about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Pete and Bogish left around the same time. A couple of listeners stuck around later. We called it the golden ticket. Did you get a golden ticket to stay to the Rangers game at night? And I will tell you, there was one listener that thought there was quite literally a golden ticket. <laughs> and boy, and another listener who printed out the event ticket and thought we would have a scanner at the gate. And I will tell you, there was another listener that approached Bob <laughs> and said, boy, night like this with the Rangers, you guys must really clean up, huh? <laughs> All three of those things happened from three different listeners, which tells you when we say a lot of things that we think are coming across as tongue-in-cheek on the radio, apparently they don't. There was no scanner. You didn't actually need to print your ticket. There was no actual golden ticket. You just had to ask me if you want to watch the Ranger game. And no, there was no profits made during the Ranger game. Although I will say the golden ticket was more figurative because if people got out of line, if they got too drunk or they were too obnoxious or whatever— Sorry, you gotta go. Yeah, you can't stick around at night. Right. You're gonna have to make your way out of here. Nobody did, though. Everybody everybody was on their good behavior. Right. And when Big Dan has a big smile on his face with a Byron Leftwich jersey, so did I own the girl, you know, earn the golden ticket. What do I do there? I can't say no. Of course. Come on, you're having a good time. Dan in Mechanicsburg earns the gold star of all gold stars. And this is where the barometer is now set for future listeners. Yep. He woke up at 1 a.m. He got in the car at 1.30 a.m., drove four hours from, I think it's southeastern PA, maybe it's central PA. It's right around Hershey Park, he told me. It's about half an hour outside of Hershey Park. So central PA, central Pennsylvania, drives four hours, arrives at 5.30 in the morning to come to the show, and was planning all along to stay for the show and then drive back that day. So eight hours of driving. And went to bed at 9 p.m., so figured do the math. Only got like four hours sleep to begin with. I, to put this in perspective, you know how we, we've made the joke in the past about Boise two hours past Cleveland? Per minute, it's close. He says he could actually drive to Cleveland quicker than Bob's bar. <laughs> That's how far he came. That if he went the other way, he would get to Cleveland quicker. That's incredible. And he was a trooper. He was going to stay. If you were going to have him for the Rangers game, he wanted to stay. He did, but he needed to pass out at some point during the day. He was shotgunning white claws with you guys early. Yeah, I mean, needed to pass out. He, he, at one point, just had one of these, I'm very tired, head bobs. His body's giving out and almost drills his head on the bar and snapped himself up quick, in which case the Bob's Bar staff came rushing in, checked for blood. Okay, you got to go lay down. Go lay down. Did you he sure? smash his head? No, but it was like a, like a, you know, like I'm, you can't see what I'm doing, but he's just, he came close. He did like a head snapping. Moment. He jolted his head, he jolted back. his head back. And then when offered, Hey, go nap in my bed, Bob says, no, I'll just, you know what? I'm going to go lay in my car. And my mom at that point had just got back. She said, You're not napping in your car. Go inside the house, please. Uh, and he fell asleep on the couch for a couple <laughs> hours and, and probably would have kept sleeping and maybe even spent the night not even ma- woke up for the Ranger game, if not for my brother-in-law accidentally turning on the light to go find more intimates. So he had made it until nightfall before falling asleep. So say it was 5.36. Happy hour had gotten going. Music was blasting. Happy hour. It did. Well, that's happy hour. Five o'clock's happy hour. So the music got really turned up. You had like kind of some good clubby vibe music. The Cardinals had just beaten the Cubs. Many of us had cashed a bet. And then that was where like he just, he ran out of gas. So let's say he went inside 545. He came back outside about 815 around puck drop. So 
He got a good snooze in him. He missed happy hour in the whole lead up to the ring. He must have came outside and thought he was in two different worlds. He left with about 10, 11 people at the bar, and he walked out to 30 people in Rangers stuff. And it had to have been like, what, what has happened here? If you didn't make this Bob's Bar show and you were thinking about it, I feel bad for you. Because we'll maybe never get a Rangers game on the night of the Bob's Bar show ever right. again. right. And so the odds that you could time up seeing the Bob's Bar craziness and then bookend that at night with 30 people for a Rangers game. Which is kind of what Bob's Bar is built for, in essence, is big New York sporting events, too. So, I mean, you got one. You got one on the same day, the schedule aligned, which is incredible. And it's a it's a Rangers bar. If the Islanders were playing, right. it's not as fun. You would The game would have been on, and you would have had a couple smatterings of people trying to take over, but it wouldn't have been like it was. I mean, everybody in Ranger gear, bells ringing, music blasting on goals, and a win nonetheless. It was it was wild. And I, and I said this, you know, as you guys all had left one by one, and, you know, I had to hold court with everybody. I, was, I would have done that anyway. I started drinking when the PGP started at 10.01 a.m., and I didn't stop till near midnight. And I drank so much that my body actually regulated and normalized what had happened. And maybe it was the thousand food items I ate, but How I felt totally fine. Asleep. I would if I would have started drinking at 10 a.m., I can guarantee you by three o'clock I would have needed to fall asleep. There was a point in time watching the afternoon baseball game where I I didn't fall asleep, but I had like the all right, let me just have a little water here for a half an hour, suck down some tacos, suck down these tacos, <laughs> and I had those said, all right. I, I mean, there's no, I have no opportunity to even nap, so I'm just going to all gas, no breaks from this point out. I paid the Piper, though, on Sunday, not even Saturday. Saturday, I made it through. When my well, I woke up on Sunday and the kids, I was just like, whoa, this is caught up to me in a bad way. <laughs> and I laid back down for like two hours. I didn't care what the kid, Peyton's crawling around everywhere. If they watched themselves. If I if I'm a hundred percent next year, which I I hope I am, and we don't have allergy season happen again, I I think I would get a hotel Saturday night because I don't want to Friday night. You mean? I'm sorry. Yes, Friday night. Right. Because it was so nice of your sister to let me stay there, but I don't want to crash two nights and you know take up their guest room for two nights, but. Because Saturday, Friday night is an event at Bob's Bar. If it's right. warm weather, even if there's no Rangers game. I mean, the Yankees are always playing. By the way, Garrett Cole was on a perfect game. It's the seventh that night. That was happening. It's it's a great summertime outdoor experience. Because even if there's not 30 people for a Rangers game, there's 15 at 20. Well, and I have some ideas to add to that to next year. that oh. I don't even know if they're worth discussing on the air. Okay. But I have some ideas about making... Friday night, a bigger event on top of that. Maybe bringing in another live music act, something wow. like that. And having the night crowd come for like basically a, a summer concert series kind of thing. So, wow. Um, there are some thoughts too. I've heard from people in management. Do you try to get a Maggie and Pearl off and a Gelb out there Whoa. and make it, a, make it a day-long thing at Bob's Bar? Which, I mean, anything... May not happen or is on the table. So there are different ways to expand that. But to get a hotel, I think, would be a very wise idea. And just keep on keeping on. Because also what you run into, which I did, I ended up going to the Ranger game that night on my way home of all things. Pens, who was the color commentator on the Long Island Flag football Facebook broadcast of the Mr. Six game a couple of years ago. He's been a guest on the PGP before. You know, he's a he's a diehard listener and a 
really close friend of mine, he hits me up on my way back. Do you want to go to the Ranger game tonight? I'm like, Pence, honestly, I've got no voice. I'm dead tired. I, I just, I can't even put a drink into my body right now. Like, I'm going to go to a Ranger playoff game tonight. Like, I, I, I said, if you have tickets to any other game this series, I want to go. But I just, I can't tonight. And he goes, this is the only game I'm going to have. I go, I got to make this happen. So I just rallied and I took one or two sips out of my Miller Lite tall boy at the game. But it was just, I had to be there and the experience was amazing. But I was thinking to myself, like, Getting back into the city, it took me from your place two hours to get into the city. Summer Friday, too, right? Yeah, so it's a summer Friday. It's just nonsense out there. It's just all crazy. So the play is, if we do it again, you'll want to be there for the show on Friday morning, and you'll want to stay Friday night. Right, yeah. yeah. And again, enough beds around if you need to grab 45 minutes or so. I think that I've set the tone where you don't have to nap. You can figure it out. You just do it. Like Nike said, just do it. There's enough beds around. Not if we have, like, 500 listeners. Eh, couches or whatever. <laughs> Dan and Mechanicsburg could sleep. People could sleep. We'll I think we'll get to a point at some point where somebody's going to realize, I'm going to bring a tent, set it up in your backyard, and take a nap at some point. I think that's in You play. have that back behind the pool area yeah. that could become your... Very quiet yeah, over there. A little bit of a tent area, like a, the campgrounds. <laughs> the mothership campgrounds. Maybe that's the area you call it over there. What a great day. What a completely tremendous day. The only thing that might have marred it was Shep versus Schwartz, but ultimately... Did it mar it if that's what everybody's talking about? Everybody's talking about it. People are clipping the videos. I don't, I don't think you call them marring. What a, what a bizarre day. Day that will live on forever. 30 for 30 will be made. So that one was, that one was in the books. Oh, the books. I got another great anecdote. Real quickly before we sit with the boats, I meant to tell this to the person involved. After meeting everybody and meeting this person multiple times in the big roundtable discussion Friday night over what had happened, talking about listeners coming and how great everybody was and how friendly, just to do the bottle cups, wore the Mickey socks specifically for my daughter. My wife goes, there was just one dude, though. His hair was kind of a fray. Felt a little sketchy. He had a backpack on the front and the back after the show, and he was just pacing along Avenue C looking for a car. Just was like, he just sat in the corner the whole time. It was just very strange. And my sister turns to Danielle, my wife, and says, that's Andrew Kaplan. <laughs> and I said, Danielle, you talk about Cap? She's like, that was Kaplan. I go, you've hung out with Cap at DA birthdays before. I go, what did you think he was doing? He goes, I don't know. He was filming everything. I'm like, that's how we filmed the show. <laughs> He's filming the show. He wasn't just filming us for fun. She's like, well, he had multiple backpacks on. It just looked very strange. I'm like, that's all the equipment he's taking back to the city. So we spent an entire show, and somebody who's hung out with Kaplan before, who didn't remember and recognize Kaplan, that thought he was a very quiet listener just filming us over there. How crazy does my wife have to be for that? Cap was the one creepy guy. That at was the, the party. only, the only, the only creepy guy was that guy with both backpacks. Creepy guy, the guy that had a camera three inches from our face yes, the entire yes, show. Exactly. <laughs> she thought he was very creepily the way he was filming us. And why did he need so many backpacks? <laughs> now that we are post Bob's bar, we're coming to the end of the NBA Finals and Stanley Cup Final. 
And since we just did PGP 400, I think we have to bring back Mothership at the movies. Yes, and we should have a kind of a meeting on the minds of what movies we're going to tackle and exactly how many weeks of them we need to do. We should, probably should go back to that. I, I honestly have forgotten what movies we did. I'm clearly, Ed and Eddie, those ones will always remember that we did them. I may think that we did certain movies that we didn't, and we got to maybe leave it up to listeners, maybe pinpoint three or four that we have to tackle. Yeah. I think we do a month of Mothership at the movies. Yeah, bring it back. Dust off the tapes. I think we do one month. So it's probably, now that the Stanley Cup final is late this year, we'll probably get almost to the end of June with either hockey or basketball. Yeah, and you have a month to fill before you get to football training camps and college football and all that good stuff. That's Yeah, so maybe there's a month of July or something where we do Mothership at the Movies. I like it. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Oh, I need a good movie now, too. But the only thing is that I started to remember doing the PGP that it became homework, if you remember. It was like, did, did you watch it yet? Remember, we're doing this tomorrow. Well, did you get the login? Yes, but we also, a lot of times, to be fair, we did Mothership at the Movies. We had a couple ideas of what movies we wanted to do, and it would be you that would make the call on Monday, and we needed till Wednesday to watch it. Maybe if we give ourselves seven days to know what movie's coming, okay. then it's less homework. Okay. You know what I mean? Because if if we find out on Monday and all I have is Tuesday night and it's, uh, you know, whatever, Taylor reads at the library night, it's going to be a tough one. And you don't want to give up the pool time and everything else during the day to be inside watching a movie. July has four Wednesdays, so maybe those are the four Wednesdays we do, the 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th. I would just need to cross. Although I'm out one of those weeks. so I, I am too. So, <laughs> so Mothership at the Movies makes its triumphant return coming up here next month. Well, it's been a hell of a last couple of days breaking down and decompressing after Bob's bar, but it shall continue because the the Shep and Schwartz thing is not going to go away anytime soon. Schwartz is taking his victory lap here, walking on air inside these studios, tweeting people. Schwartz comes to me yesterday, man, I can't believe that me and Shep thing is blown up like this. <laughs> He's happy enough. as a pig, and you know what? He can't get enough. He loves it. He can't get enough. So look for more of that, I'm sure. You're going to talk to Bogues about uh, aftermath of... Yeah. A full recap of Bogues and kind of his vantage point and point of view on everything. A couple uh, tidy up the loose ends and put a official close on the Bob's Bar show for summer 2020. Okay, that was side A. Here comes side B. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries. So that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Howdy, doody do, and how the heck are you? It's side B of the PGP. On this glorious week of June, joined by the man himself, Andrew the Bogeyman Bogish. I am Sean Mraz. Bogey, hello and how are you? Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. I'm doing well too, Bogey. So we put a little tidy bow on the Bob's Bar 2022 bash on the DA show. The second annual and the first for you and Pete the Body and Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch the A, to actually be at in person. Now, you guys all came to the after events of bet payoffs and whatnot mm-hmm. in year one, but for the actual show. Now, before I get to, I guess, what's being labeled the incident and your vantage point, <laughs> because you had quite the vantage point of it, uh, your overall thoughts? I know you're not a first-timer at Bob's Bar. You've actually been at Bob's Bar more than any of the other show members, uh, but kind of how everything went. How everything transpired? Was it what you expected with the show? You know, kind of just an overall thumbnail, Bogey. Uh, it was it was great. It was magical. It was, I think, the scene setter, the trend setter for the future. I think the handful of listeners that made the trip had such a great time, and that was obvious that um, we may soon have too many people for your parents' liking because your mom more than once kind of exhaled to me, like, thank God there's not hundreds of people here. Yeah. But I think there might be dozens of people there soon, which would be pretty pretty fun. Yeah, exactly. And we'll, you know, we'll figure that out. I mean, if it did eventually become something where 150 people wanted the book, maybe that Look is out. something where it becomes a ticket situation yeah. or whatever. But overall, yes. I mean, it, and it had everything. The live music after, which for you Dave Matthews fans apparently was a big hit. There somehow J-House. multiple people that went to this Mexico trip which just seems absurd that the percentage of people at Bob's Bar that also doubled up and went to see Dave Matthews in Mexico that weren't just you just seems not mathematically possible. Now, I'm not, I would never bash your family and everyone went except you to Nashville to see Kenny Chesney, right? I mean, and I would have been there had it not been planned two years ago when I just had Taylor. Right. So, again, I mean, I just, you know, to each their own and you spend your own money the way you want to. And maybe one day there'll be something that draws you to something like this. I don't know. Maybe there'll be an Entenmann's convention, musical festival somewhere. Who knows? It seems odd. It Not does. Not sure how that would work. Just on top of my head, thinking what would draw you to a different place, make you travel somewhere. Okay, your kids and wife came. They did. And they had a great time. My daughter, very sadly, after you guys had left because she had to go down for a nap, came back out into the backyard at Bob's Bar when you guys had just departed and said, and I quote, Dad, Dad, where are my friends? Yeah. And that broke my heart. Yeah, mine too. And my daughter was, she was more pissed than sad that we left. She was angry. She wanted to stay. Um... So it was very sweet that they hung out together, and hopefully things line up correctly that every year they're going to come. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we'll find more ways to make it happen. We're not that far away. I did kind of not regret, but I didn't necessarily want to leave when we left. Now, we also left because we had a softball and a Little League game on things to go to. Right. But, like... I could have stayed, like, in a perfect scenario, I would have been there for the Ranger game as well had I gotten the golden ticket. 
But then what would I have done? Like made my wife leave with the kids at some point because they weren't going to sit there for right, 16 forever. hours and 37 white right. claws. You, you go home, a little rally, two hours later, come back. Not it's it's not terrible. Not, it's not a bad impossible. Idea. Not it, impossible. It's not a for a one day thing. You make an exception exactly. for one day for what would seem like clumsy travel, but you're not nearly as far. Or maybe we find Caserta's hotel recommendation and we get a room. We can go right. back and forth all we want. And Caserta was an unbelievable trooper throughout yeah. the whole thing. I mean, he became a Bob's Bar legend that night. Right. I mean, people loved Caserta in that place. Uh, which brings me to I think the incident. Caserta in the middle of a Schwartzschep sandwich, and you know, just to kind of take you again. Quick, we start the show, Celtics-Warriors game one, a little bit of a recap. We see. Well, actually, we really start the show with a scene setter, and then we do the cold open, I think, first time ever, 6.20 a.m. Yeah, second segment. Okay? And things are soft. There's a there's a light crowd that's starting to develop. My dermatologist walks in. How about that? Um, I actually need one of those. Several locals, are our listeners that had come in were there. But everybody, I thought, was very respectful for that first hour of understanding. There's still people around that house and the other houses, the houses are sleeping. So it was kind of a it was a subdued effort. And then Badlands Booker walks in. And suddenly, it just got cranked up a notch. Mm-hmm. And Badlands has his interview, and he's, you know, joking around. People are laughing and giggling. And then he puts on his display 90 minutes into the show. With the Don't... From that point on, the show was flying. I mean, we you know, go through this and that. Connor Green's made pizza. And Canadian bacon is egged on. And Colin from Below Deck is there. And then we get to... Wow, okay, we only have two segments of the show left. Like, just like that, the show had flown by to yeah. like, hold on to the roof, as Gary Thorne once said it on a Don Mattingly home run. And we had three staff members, Greg Caserta, Peter Schwartz, and Dave Shepard, who all came out to the events. So we have to have Jay House on, who's about to play after the show, and he's playing us in and out of break. This is kind of our, our portion of the show where either familiar pace faces give a good pop, hey, thanks for coming on. We line up standing in front of us at the table, the three of them, Shep, uh, Schwartz, and Caserta. We've gone over it, Shep, I mean, Schwartz, hey, this is cool, blah, 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 Caserta, same thing. And then you are in the spot where it gets to your end of the table, because I had the mic for Schwartz, DA had the mic for Caserta, I think, right? Yeah. And then you had the mic for Shep. And Shep just grabs the mic, as we keep talking, grabs the mic. And as he's going on, it's almost like you see where it's going before we see where it's going. And on camera, Cap captures this brilliant moment of you actually walking away from set and just going to the cool. Shep is here, executive producer of the JR Sport Brief Show. Shep, so good to see you. Uh, DA, great to be here. I just, I, very quickly, I just want to say, everybody, everybody here, thank you so much for coming out and supporting us. I know it is so early. You support DA Show. You support CBS Sports Radio. As a matter of fact, Mr. and Mr. Rash, thank you so much for having us. I know this took a lot of effort, a lot of thought, and a lot of will. And to you guys, really, truly, like, we don't do this in radio. Like, this is atypical of radio. Like, half of y'all know this, just being families of people in radio. This is so unique and just so bizarre in a good way. We're stuck at stations like 24-7, like commuting two hours just to get to a station. You see one person every single day. So thank you so much for what you guys are doing as a DA. So really, truly, it's awesome. Pete, what, what is Let's wrong hear. with you? <laughs> are you like on another planet or something? You know, you know, Pete, I try to speak. I try to speak candidly and openly. Too. You know, we're giving the, the nicest you person. The like nice, you know what? You booed louder than anybody here at the nicest person at CBS Sports Radio. This, man's, this man's our future boss. You Boo. better be smart. Boo. Who do you think I'm looking at right now? Connor Green. Connor. Are you booed louder than anybody? I, I booed you. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see you boo me. I saw you looking at him and booing him. I did not boo Connor. You booed Connor I Green. Don't, don't lie on the DA show. 
I'm not lying. Six to ten, seventh ranked, seventh ranked radio show in the country, and moving up. Do not insult his intelligence and lie. Wait a minute. From day one, here we go. Network, the biggest, you know what, stir on the tenth floor, three (laughs) forty-five Hudson, constantly getting people to try and Uh, badmouth other people on the floor. Pete, 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 Pete. No. Overnights come in the newsroom. Yeah. Pete. Yeah. Who do you think is the best host at this network? Huh. Wow. On the spot. So. So you say. Da. You still complaining about Pete? So you see it? Yeah. Go to Pharrell uh-huh. and say Pete doesn't think you're the best host. But this is what he does. What do you, what do you, what do you think of our boss? You think they run this place well? <laughs> I never said that. From day one, constantly well, come to me. And ask me these questions. This is not to get me in trouble. Why don't you complain about another host or or, or a blue check mark? I have mark. nothing to complain. I have nothing to complain about. I have nothing but respect for you, but I think you're being I think you're being a little unfair because I never said that. You're just putting words in my mouth. You're trying no, to make I'm, something I'm that not, make me look bad. I'm not. That is you. I've asked one. you one time. <laughs> I've asked you one time who you think the best host is. I have a right to do that. I'm, a, I'm a, I was a young up and coming guy. I'm trying to emulate and model myself after hosts yeah, like Dia. I can't ask that question. Around and bringing that information to nowhere. No. Bologna. Mark Chernoff wanted nothing Bologna. to do with me. All right. Has everybody enjoyed Bob's ball today? Huh? <laughs> yep. So I would just like to know from your point of view what you felt was coming. Well, I mean, as you described, the action was coming towards us. So I'm standing there listening to Peter, listening to Caserta, and them showing Shep how this is being handled. Mike in their face, couple of questions, nice comments. Thanks for having me. This is amazing. Right. I brought this. I brought that. Badlands was crazy, and then we move on, and it gets to Shep, and I think he says one sentence, and then just takes the mic from me, and I'm standing right next to him. He's not helping me. (laughs) There's space for the two of us. It's not awkward. I'm not leaning or reaching. Like a reporter would on the sideline. He he just takes it out of my hand, and I, it's Shep, and away he goes, and I just checked right out. Yeah, it was unbelievable because Shep goes on, and we'd have to get an official clock on it. It feels like it's an eternity. It's probably two to three minutes. It probably wasn't as long as it felt. Right. And it's, you know, oh, and you guys are great, and the effort, and this, and that, and talking to the whole crowd like uh, as uh, Schwartz said, a crooked politician. Yep. As he does this whole thing, you don't even wait for it to build, though. You no. are, like, within 10 to 15 seconds, you're at that cooler and walked away, which I think is one of the most amazing telltale signs of how wrong Shep was because— you anticipate just do well. He grabbed the mic, and I know what Shep is yeah. doing now. Now I was probably more just insulted by the mic theft than like oh, a so you were insulted in real time of what's to come. But when he took the mic, he basically said, "I don't need you. Get out of here." So you felt that in real so, time. You said, "This is away, BS. away I go." Now I, I wasn't like I wasn't running away from the thirty-minute speech that came. I was just going, "You don't even hold your mic. Fine, I'm out of here." Wow. Get me, get me some water. Wow. Yeah, get me a taste. Wow, get you a taste. Okay, so that's what had happened there. So now, did you think I did a bad job or a good job in reading Pete with this, like, perplexed look that we all had and saying, I got to put a microphone in Pete's face to get his reaction to what Shepard just said? No, I, 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 thank God you did. Like, what if you didn't, what if you missed Pete's body language? What if you didn't see right. all of that developing and we didn't get that? Right, like, that would have just been Shep did Shep, and that was it. Right, and we still probably been talking about, like, can you believe Shep did that? But, like, we wouldn't, if if there's no Schwartz eruption, which begins with you, then we don't have knockout Neil's thank you drop right. either, and we don't have all of these people rallying around Schwartz. So, I mean, there's, the only negative was Shep. 
it's just incredible. Do you think it's almost unfair to Badlands and Connor Green and uh, you know the Canadian Bacon and the Eagle T-shirt toss? Yeah. And is it almost unfair to all of them that the Shep and Schwartz thing happened and that becomes the main thing that everybody wants to talk about? To be honest, the true victim in this for me, I'm I, I still and I guess it does connect to the T-shirt toss is the sh- the shirts finding Schwartz unbelievable is I mean goes to the core of our relationship with Peter Schwartz. I mean, that that might be the longest-lasting joke with him. The lo- Like, the longest-running storyline is the souvenirs and the begging and the freebies and all that kind of stuff. And that I, I remember being in our old newsroom when he was your anchor right. where, like, got, the Red Bulls would come in and there'd always be one thing for Schwartz. Like, nine guys with to split four Red Bulls cupcakes, but Schwartz got his own box. Which is unbelievable. Boomer and Geo and Jerry get a commemorative Red Bulls jersey, and so does Peter Schwartz. Like, this is like that's this has always been a thing, but the shirts just found like the universe made sure he got multiple shirts on Friday. Like that, but that would have blown our minds if we didn't have the Shep part. And maybe this shows how unimportant this factoid is. And I'm not going to reveal it now because now it just becomes a mystery. The audience actually has no idea who was the West Babylon Eagle. We've alluded to me renting the right. costume. And I could tell you that we spoke with said person who was the West Babylon Eagle. Yeah. And, they were borderline unaware or didn't think of in real time the Schwartz ongoing jokes about free stuff. Yeah. And that it was a big sight problem with the Eagle costume. That, for anybody listening, I, I need to reassure you to that Eagle bit when it happened, that was not a put on and not done no. purposefully. Those shirts literally found Schwartz on accident. I mean, go back to the video. There's full wind-ups. Yep. Like, there's attempts to put some distance behind those shirts, and they, it's like they get up in the air, and they hit some kind of, like, force field, some trade wind, and they get shot right down into the Schwartz area. It's unbelievable. I, uh, and again, that moment gets overshadowed because of Shep v. Right. Schwartz. I mean, that that could have been the original vindication for Schwartz. If we had to go, you know what, Peter, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe we were wrong about this. Maybe you can't avoid it. Instead, he got to play hero. It, and here we are now with all of this uh, all this love for Schwartz. It's a moment and it's a day we all will never forget. No, how could you? We will never forget Bob's Bar Show, June 2022. We'll see you in 2023. Bogus, you could follow everybody, uh, or you, they could follow you on Twitter. Yeah, at Andrew Bogus. Follow me at Mraz CBS. Everyone, have a great and wonderful week. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.